and welcome to Building a Cohesive Staff, episode 39 of the American Dry Cleaner podcast. I'm your host, Dave Davis. In today's tight labor market, holding on to valued employees is a must for business owners, and one of the best ways to do that is to foster a feeling of teamwork in the workplace. Joining me on this topic today is Jeff Jordan, Vice President of Business Development at Fabertech International. Today we'll be talking about ways to ignite that spirit at your dry cleaning company, including the role of management in building a team atmosphere, ways to reward employees beyond the paycheck, and how to avoid common morale killers. Jeff, welcome to our show. We appreciate you being with us today. Absolutely. Glad to be here. So we're talking about building a cohesive staff. It's more important than ever these days. But let's start at the beginning. Uh, Why is it important to build a team atmosphere in a dry cleaning facility? What does this accomplish versus just showing up for work? You know, that's a a great question. And I always like to start with a statistic. Mm -hmm. One analysis says that only 26% of employees are engaged at their work. 55% are not engaged. They're just there for that paycheck. And Mm -hmm. then 19% are actively disengaged. Their presence there is actually hurting you. (laughs) Yeah, that's, and that's not obviously what you want in your plant. And it leads to an attitude of, you know, it's not my problem. If, if something falls through the cracks that isn't under my direct purview, it's not my problem. And you get a lot of things start to, you know, go wrong. And one way I've seen a plant counteract this is, they have a policy that any employee at any point in the production can stop the production mm. cold if they see a problem. That empowers everyone down, you know, from the janitorial staff all the way down to the final inspection to stop the production line if they see a problem that needs to be fixed. So that makes the whole team own the production and the quality that day as opposed to just letting things fall to the next person and end up falling through the crack and hurting your business overall. Right. So what responsibility does a leader have when it comes to creating a team atmosphere uh, and building a cohesive staff? What can a leader do to facilitate this? You know, your attitude as a leader sets the tone for your team. Uh, If you haven't been managed in a long time, like if you've owned your own business for a while or haven't had to report to anybody, you forget what the impact of the manager's attitude does Mm. to your employees. They feed off of you, right? Right. Um, If you have sloppy moods, you know, they're going to be afraid of you. (laughs) You know, your staff is going to be terrified to to interact with you. And conversely, if you're constantly positive, it's going to be a great environment for for your staff to be in. And they're going to, they're going to rally around you and bond around you. Um, Don't forget those power dynamics. You know, mm-hmm. because I, I, managers get stressed. There's no question about it. But if they let that stress outlet onto their employees, it's going to create this atmosphere where an employee is going to feel, you know, alone, singled out, and, and they're not going to feel like they're part of a team. So as the, as the leader of that, of your staff, it's really important that you set that tone every single day. And if you're not able to, at least come back and circle back and apologize for mistakes. That level of respect matters so much to your employees. Right. So fear is not the sort of thing you're wanting to go for. No, fear is not a motivator. That'll only get people to work just hard enough not to be fired, but they won't make your business great. Right. Well, let's focus on the positive. What are some steps leaders can take to begin the process of team building? Uh, First of all, if you haven't already, you need to identify what your core values and culture is as a company. A lot of people it's posted on their walls, their website, it's part of their interview process. If you haven't taken the time to figure out truly what it is your company stands for, take that time because 
that's from there, from that point on, you start hiring based on do these people fit into the core values of this company? And then analyze yourself. Am I living those core values? Am I setting a good example for those employees? Hmm. And once you have that understood, let's, let's go ahead and don't be afraid to ask your employees what they want. You don't have to be a mind reader. They'll tell you. If you sit them down in a group meeting and ask them, you know, what would it take to make a great team here? What could we do better? What do we do well already? You know, they're going to tell you, and they're going to give you the best feedback uh, as opposed to you just guessing. So take advantage of the resources that your employees are, and they'll give you that feedback if they want things to be improved or they like the way things are going. So you're saying we're not going for an author- authoritarian sort it's of... It's a democracy. It's a democracy at that point, right? You're trying <laughs> right. to get, you know, you know, you do have final say on these things, but really if you want the best performance, getting buy-in comes starts with your staff. Your staff is going to give you the good ideas, and you're going to identify those good ideas and move forward, and they're going to feel good that they brought those to the table and that you listened. Right, so you don't have to come up with everything yourself. It's, it... Right, that's, that's stressful. <laughs> that's very stressful to try to come up with everything on your own. So, Jeff, let's get a little granular here. Uh, besides a pay raise, what are some ways an owner or a leader can recognize outstanding work from a team member? That's a great takeaway um, when, when I get asked this question. You know, they want that tangible, what can I do tomorrow? Like, what can mm-hmm. I walk in and do tomorrow? Right. And I'll give you a couple ideas that were given to me um, through my training. I worked in call centers uh, managing customer service teams for banks, and we had so many different ideas. Um, one simple simple thing you can do is start an employee recognition program that is driven mostly by your employees. Uh, well, we, we called it um, City Stars because I worked for Citibank. Mm-hmm. And it was these cut-out cardboard piece circles that said, I recognize blank for blank. And employees would fill them out. I recognize you know, Daniel for helping me pick up an extra shift. And they would recognize each other. And as a manager, you start feeding that program, and they start taking it on all their own. Mm-hmm. And then you take time to read those out loud in a team meeting or stop by as a manager and hand them out personally and thank them as well for those things. You let them hang them up in their workspace or some people just collect them, but it starts to become this you know, machine that moves on its own. And it costs you just basically, what, a little bit of cardboard <laughs> paper and some time in a team meeting you know, to give that little recognition. And it just continues to move. I, we used to have sales competitions for production the winner got an extra 15-minute break. Now, could you find 15 minutes of production time to give to an employee if you ran a four- to eight-hour contest amongst 10 employees? Sure, because you're going to get so much production out of those 10 employees over that time frame who are competing for like a 15-minute reward. And that little 15-minute reward, it's so small and so simple and insignificant to your bottom line, but it can really be a creative way to, to engage your staff without having to, you know, dull out cash every single time. Mm. So that sounds like a way to build a team, not just from top down, but from side to side laterally. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. These team members start to compete with it. You know, that 15 minute break, we used to allow them to take it at the beginning or the end of the day. And it was really funny to watch people come in 15 minutes late and kind of strut (laughs) through the team area. Like I got to sleep in 15 minutes today while you guys got here early because I won yesterday. And it just becomes this rolling competition to really do better. And you can find creative ways to implement that, whether it's, you know, getting a a five-star Google review for an employee at the front counter or, you know, hitting a production goal for the day, something like that. You can find different ways to implement it. That's great. That's great. 
So describe the role of training when it comes to job satisfaction. How can a leader tell when a team member is ready for more responsibility? Training doesn't stop after onboarding. Training is a continual process. Everyone should be improving all the time, Mm -hmm. especially across training. Uh, Too often I hear people say, I lost my dry cleaner this week. They moved on. Well, I wish it wouldn't be a surprise when that happens, but even more so, I wish there was somebody that had done some dry cleaning before in your department that could step in and start to take on that responsibility. It needs to be constant. People feel appreciated when they receive extra training because it shows that you have faith in them, that you, you, you want to develop and believe that they can be a bigger contributor to your, to your team and to your business. Mm-hmm. So you, you get the reward of you know, building up their self-esteem, but then you get the benefit of having that person available you know, in your time of need. And if they are ready for more responsibility, it, it shouldn't be a surprise. You know, it, it should be pretty apparent because I would, I would hope that you're having conversations with them, you know, feedback where they're expressing interest in, in getting more responsibility added to their day. Uh, you know, and if not, you've got to really pay attention if there's increased absenteeism or they are starting, you're starting to see stagnant work from them. You're starting to see they're not bringing you ideas anymore. They're not talking to you. They're avoiding you. You know, they're starting to break off that relationship with you. Um, and that's hugely concerning that we should, you should be jumping on right away. Something's going on here. Let's talk it out. And Jeff, when you get a group of people together, there's always that one. So what steps should a leader take when there's someone on the staff who's proving to be difficult when it comes to building a cohesive team? You know, it, it's super important to, to to get those things under control quickly because it spreads so right. quickly amongst your staff, that dis, that dissatisfaction. Uh, you know, the number one thing I was always taught uh, by the Human Resources Department was document, document, and document again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because, uh, you know, you and I might have the best of intentions and are all working towards the same goal, but sometimes you get that trouble employee who is looking for any crack they can wiggle into. Any bit of wiggle room you can give them to not have to deliver, they're going to find. And documenting, setting clear goals and expectations really starts to eliminate those cracks. And they're either going to, you're going to shape up or they're going to ship out. And you got to follow up. It's critical to follow up. If you do set some realistic goals that are attainable for them and they're not hitting them, you can't let that continue to sit and fester because, again, it will spread amongst the staff. Remember that 20%, like I said in the beginning, that are actively disengaged. Mm-hmm. You don't want to make that number go any higher, right? You eventually, as hard as it is, sometimes you just have to separate if you can't find a way to motivate right. them. And going off that a little bit, what are some common morale killers that might show up in a dry cleaning setting and perhaps the owner might not even be aware of? How can they avoid these? You know, it's, um, you can walk into a dry cleaning plant, and we all know it's, it's hard work. It can be hot. Mm-hmm. There's lots of steam. It can, be, it can be a little dangerous. It can be a little overwhelming. Equipment is loud. You know, chemicals can be dangerous, that sort of thing. But really, the biggest factor of all is going to be your middle management. Almost 80% of turnover can be attributed to a dissatisfactory relationship with their direct superior. And you really got to focus and put a lot of effort into making sure that your managers, if that's you, yourself, self-reflect, but if you have managers below you, make sure that they are really strong leaders. Uh, Because employees, more than anything, want a good boss that they can feel comfortable and confident with, that they feel is fair, and that they feel is going to have their best interest in mind um, to, to achieving that overall team goal. 
the the worst thing you can do is have a manager that's driving people away. And they're going to offer you excuses. Oh, they're just bad. You know, it's not a great staff. Oh, this person was, well, if you keep seeing turnover, let's really analyze this. Like I said before, are they managing their mood? Are they blaming employees? Are they, are they being disrespectful? Have a great relationship with your employees and they're going to want to come to work. They're going to want to be there. Uh, I had one dry cleaner tell me that until they figured out that some of their employees uh, were have, were, would rather be at work than at their home because of whatever was happening in their personal mm-hmm. life. He didn't realize how important it was to have such a good relationship with his employees mm-hmm. that they were they would rather be at work than be at home. And he was he felt like he could take that into growing his business even better and making it more successful because he realized this place was more more than home to them. It was absolutely the best place for them to be. So we touched on this a little earlier, but in this tight labor market, it's more important than ever to keep good employees. What are some signs leaders should look for when a team member is considering leaving? And what are some ways they have to bring that person back into the fold? Yeah, um, it was, it was kind of like I was saying before with the, the person that might be ready for more responsibility. It's that increased absenteeism, the stagnant production, lack of innovation or motivation. Um, if your employees are scattering when you're walking through mm-hmm. the building, um, they're, they're not engaged with you. And it's really hard to keep somebody who's not engaged with you. One thing we used to do uh, at the bank that I really like, it's called a stop, start, continue meeting. It's a very productive meeting that the employees are going to be driving. Okay. You're going to ask them to talk about a list of things that we should start doing as a group, a list of things that we should stop doing as a group, and a list of things that we should continue doing, the things that we're doing right. And this is going to give you an overall view of, is my management style effective? Do they like the things I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And do these guys have some good ideas that I haven't thought of? Uh, You'll be amazed to see what people are, are holding back that they don't actively volunteer because they're either afraid to or they don't think they found the appropriate venue. But you're going to ask them, this is the appropriate venue. You can say whatever you want about this company or about your management or about me um, without fear of, uh, of anything happening. Um, we used to run these meetings and we would get the, you know, somebody else to run it because it was usually about the manager and their style. So the employees would feel a lot more comfortable and that person would then deliver you the feedback. So if you could find a trusted person in your company or, or an outside agency or somebody to run a meeting like mm-hmm. this, you're going to get a lot of really good information from your employees that they have been afraid to say. And sometimes it takes them being in a group to, to talk about these things because they build on it. And it's more than just, you know, a suggestion box idea. Right. It's a, oh yeah, that's a good idea. And then we should take it even further by going here. It gives you great 360 feedback. And the best thing you can do after that is those new ideas that you like you can give it to the employees to run and implement. Like this could be something that engages them even further. This is a great idea you had. I would like you to spend an hour a week working on this idea and implementing it for our team. And you've just got an employee that is so much more engaged and moves into that 25% of engaged people. Hmm. So engagement and inclusion would be the key words, I guess. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So Jeff, for our final spin question, what one idea would you like to leave with our listeners today when it comes to building a cohesive staff at a dry cleaning company? I want our dry cleaners to focus on the advantages that you have as a small business owner. Uh, As I said before, I came from banking Mm -hmm. and 
you have to take an act of Congress to get a lot of things done. (laughs) You know, my resources are assigned to me. My rules are made. I can't, I can't really deviate from what's approved and what's allowed. But as a small business owner, that is the advantage you do have. You can react on the fly, come up with a solution on the fly, have flexibility that you couldn't give to 3,000 people in a call center, but you can give to five people in a dry cleaning right. plant. You may not have you know, the money and the, the benefit offer, but you can offer them something better, you know, a flexible schedule because they have to pick up their, get their kids from school and they want to see them off the bus. Or you know, they have identified a training program that they think is interesting and you can send them to that. Or just whatever your style of recognition is. You don't have a huge corporation telling you what the rules are. You can really set the tone. And that's going to create that small family environment mm-hmm. that allows you to be you know, a leader in your local marketplace. And people are going to want to work there if they feel like they're part of a family and a team as opposed to just a a cog in a large machine. Well, Jeff, that was a lot of great information about building a cohesive staff, building a team in a dry cleaning facility. We really appreciate you being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Our guest today has been Jeff Jordan, Vice President of Business Development at Fabertech International. The American Dry Cleaner Podcast is produced by American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. The music for this podcast, Brand New Day, is by Alavero Angeloro and provided by HookSounds.com. Our podcasts are available free at our website, AmericanDryCleaner.com, and you can check out our weekly e-newsletter, The Wire, to learn more about future episodes. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about the podcast, along with news and information from around the industry. For the American Dry Cleaner podcast, I'm Dave Davis, and I'll see you at the front counter again soon.